Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Ali Mechi podcast. I'm so grateful that you're tuning in. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. And if you're a longtime listener, thanks so much for tuning in for another episode. I'm grateful to have everyone here. Really, really pumped about today's episode. I sit down with Molly Turner, who is a professional beach volleyball player, and we sit down to discuss all things body image. So Molly has this really powerful story um, in terms of body image and disordered eating. So we sit down and just really get into it all. Um, I'm really grateful that she shared so much of her journey and was so open with everyone um, because like her, I have also gone through, you know, disordered eating, body dysmorphia, just all of these things. And it's so hard to get through. Um, so I'm glad that we are able to share the message that you are not alone if you're going through this. So I just want this message to be, you know, more normalized. Like if you're having trouble with eating or your thoughts whatever like reach out and ask for help um you don't have to go through these things alone so i'm just really grateful that we created this really awesome space to have an important discussion because i don't think it's being talked about enough um so i'm excited to share her story and then she also started an amazing blog you guys have to pop over to the show notes, check out her blog, um, follow her on Insta and just get connected with her. Her writing is amazing. Um, it reminds me a lot of Brené Brown. (laughs) So I think you guys will love it. Um, she is just talking about the real stuff on her blog. Um, So it's really, really fun to watch her um, journey and how she expresses it through words. So I am excited about this episode to say the least. Um, And before we get started, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, feel free to drop down and give the show a five-star review. And if you're feeling extra super kind, drop a comment. It really helps other like-minded individuals get connected and continue to spread this health and wellness message. So I would truly appreciate that. All right, without further ado, let's get the show on the road. I'll see you on the other side. This episode is about to be amazing, but before we jump into it, I have to share about my favorite protein powder. I've been using Orgain Clean Nutrition to fuel my body after workouts, and let me tell you how amazing their products are. I personally love their simple line of plant-based protein powders as there's a short list of high quality and clean ingredients used to make a delicious shake. Honestly, you can't even tell that it's a plant-based protein powder. I made a shake and I had my mom try it. She could not even tell the difference. Currently, my favorite has been the simple plant-based chocolate peanut butter cup protein powder. 
you guys, this is the stuff. This bad boy is packed with 20 grams of protein in every single serving with a ridiculous flavor that's never gritty or artificial. It's truly the real deal. Their protein is USDA certified organic, non-GMO, and made without soy, dairy, or lactose ingredients. Simply put, this powder is a pure powerhouse of plant-based goodness. And aside from their plant-based protein powders, they've got whey-based powders, keto-friendly powders, pre-mixed shakes, protein bars, and MCT oil. It's truly a one-stop shop with Orgain, which is why I would love to help y'all out and get you a discount on your order. Use the code AllieMcG30 at checkout for a 30% discount. The link is listed below in the show notes. And once again, that discount is AllieMcG30, A-L-I-M-C-G-3-0 for a 30% discount at checkout. Enjoy! Hey, what's up, guys? It's Allie on the Allie McGee podcast, and I am here with Molly Turner, who is a professional beach volleyball player. I'm super excited to chat with her today because we are going to talk about everything related to body image and volleyball and really all the good stuff because I think as a female athlete um, and just a female in general, there's so many um, body image, like misconceptions and so much that goes on, um, with how we look and, you know, it always comes back to like mental, how we feel too, and how we think of ourselves. Um, so I'm excited to chat with Molly because she just started this amazing blog, um, and she's sharing these great stories. So we'll definitely plug you at the end. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so pumped to chat. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited too. <laughs> uh, of course. Um, so let's kind of, we connected at um, GCU. So we both went to Grand Canyon, Lopes up. <laughs> um, and so she played, did you play just beach or? Yeah, I um, beach volleyball at GCU. So no indoor for me. Okay. Cause I know sometimes girls can play both, both um, but you were strictly beach. Strictly Beach, yes. Cool. No, that's awesome. So let's kind of um, start back from the beginning um, because volleyball careers do not just start in college. They start way before. Um, can you kind of share a little bit about your high school experience um, with your volleyball team? Yeah. Um, so I'm from Illinois, uh, Naperville, um, and I uh, went to Nequa Valley, um, just like a really populated high school. Um, there was a lot of talent at the time and I probably wasn't the best. Um, so my freshman year, I made the B team. There was an A and B team. Um, so I made the lower team. Um, I was just like happy to be there, but, um, I was like the best cheer because I never left the bench. And, um, I was like really determined to like make the team next year, like the sophomore team and so on, even if I made junior or senior. Um, so I was just really determined and I worked super hard as hard as you can at that age because you really don't know what you're doing but I actually got caught or got cut my um sophomore year and I kind of was like I'm done like I'm done with volleyball I'm defeated I'm over it and this random coach from Naperville um was like you should join this other club 
like a club team. So it's not for high school. And they were like, it's in, it's a beach volleyball club. You should try it. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I'm not going to do that. It's so funny because it's Illinois, but um, <laughs> we do have sand, but it's man-made beaches. Um, yeah. Like in parking lots. Yeah. In parking lots. And then if, I don't know if anyone or if you have been to Chicago, there's like man-made beaches on Lakeshore. No way. Lake Michigan. Yeah man-made it's super thin sand um Mm. it's it's such a cool vibe but I ended up playing beach volleyball I hated it for the first four days and then it clicked it just like all of a sudden I was just like how could I hate a sport that's on the beach like in the sun I'm with a bunch of girls that I love and it was cool because the factor of like six on six left and Mm. it was two on two so I got to touch every single ball, every single play. So I got like all the attention I wanted. <laughs> mm, love. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it's been an adventure for sure. My career is all up and down. <laughs> so did you walk on at GCU? Yeah. So <laughs> another fun story. I, um, so beach volleyball wasn't that big when I um, was going into college and it was like my dream. Yeah. And I contacted a bunch of schools in California because I've always wanted to be in California for some reason. And all of them ignored my emails. Nobody returned my calls. Um, so I had a friend that went to GCU for rugby and he was like, Hey, I heard there's a beach volleyball team. Like you should come out. So I went on an unofficial visit. The coaches did not talk to me either. And I went on the visit and like approached the coach and I was like, I want to be on your team. And she's like, we don't have room. And I was like, okay, let me walk on or be a manager. And they were like, you know, we'll see what you have. So they let me come to practice for like the first week and I earned my spot on the team. And I was officially a scholarship athlete when I hit my junior year. So it actually took me a long time to get a scholarship because it, I mean, there's just so much talent all over and like Arizona is like right by California. So it's like super easy for girls from there. So it's like, wasn't the ideal type? No, but like. (laughs) no but it you made it happen I love your story it's so powerful because (laughs) honestly if I were told no in high school in high school I would have been done like I like I honestly never touched after my senior year of volleyball and we lost our last playoff game I was so salty I was like mom I'm so sad let me go get my nose pierced like hit her with like (laughs) the guilt trip personality change like nose piercing it's over yeah I'm like a bad bee now um (laughs) but then like you know I never touched a volleyball like until like probably years later when actually I think James Curtis made me maybe touch my first volleyball (laughs) after you know years of never doing that because I was simply told no by one person um so I love your determination and just like not being stopped by people saying no. I think the more times you just go and keep trying, like ultimately someone's going to like say yes, eventually. I think a lot of people just stop before it's too soon. Um, so, whoa, you're powerful. Your story is so powerful. I'm uh, so glad you shared. Thank you so much. Um, so can we, let's kind of cruise into body image. Um, when did you maybe first start worrying about your body image and has volleyball played a role in having this like specific body image that you've like needed to have? Yeah. So I vividly remember just comparing like my clothes to Mm. some like popular girls in middle school, but I don't remember like looking at my body and being like, I look different. I just remember being like, Oh, I like want to wear what she's wearing, but it kind of hit me in high school because I don't want to say beach volleyball 
kind of took it out of me, but um, that probably is like my first memory of it. Unfortunately, mm. if it was earlier, I don't remember, but yeah. um, I just remember playing in tournaments and like leaving my tank top on and I've never been never been a like I would never look at a photo and be like I was fat like I don't think I would ever look at a yeah. photo and be like there was a like a health issue or something I needed to change I just remember just not feeling good in my skin yeah. like kept yeah. leaving shirts on and I have pictures of me in tank tops and and there was one tournament I remember when I was like 16 I like took off my shirt and I like refused to look at those photos and I was 16 I, and like thinking about that right now I'm like that's so cringy because it's sad. I was so young, but I mean, it's still happening present day. Like sometimes yeah. I have tournaments like that too. So yeah. Whoa. Um, so powerful. I mean, even as my amateur volleyball days, you know, are long behind me, I remember being in a Jersey, like I played indoor, um, and jersey and spandex and i just like hated how like the spandex would like roll a little bit and then it'd have like a roll right there and then i would just be so insecure um about everything and like i think middle school and high school are hard because like you're dealing with puberty and all these transitions and also like high school boys who like aren't nice at all like they're just like <laughs> so mean <laughs> so I think it was hard when like I wasn't even secure in my own body to then go out and have to play like a sport full out where you're like diving and doing all these things in like next to no clothing. You know, it's like it's so hard. Um, so I think it's one of those sports where if I would have had more self-confidence or just felt better in my body, it would have been a total game changer. Um did worrying about your body or your weight start to consume your life at any point? I mean, so high school was like pretty standard, like just typical like comparisons there here and there and to myself. But I just like remember so clearly in college, my sophomore year, one of my friends and I, one of my friends was doing one of those um, uh, body um I forget what it's actually called, but you get really fit and then you walk on stage all tan. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like it was like competitions, the competition. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was so intrigued by um, what she was eating and why, and um, I looked at her body and I was definitely comparing mine, um, and I was like, I want to do that. So all of a sudden, and this happened overnight. I yeah. downloaded an app to count my calories. I stopped eating sweets, stopped eating dairy, like all of a sudden I just like let go of food that like was normal for me. And it, from then on, I made the decision to completely let it overtake my mind. And to date present day, I'm still dealing with getting over it. Cause now I know the calorie count of everything down to an almond and it's super frustrating. I wish I never, ever let myself get to that point, but, um, I don't know. It's just so common too. And like all the fad diets and stuff. So, mm, well, yeah. 100%. I like, it's so interesting the habits that we kind of pick up from people around us that we don't even like realize, like I like realize the same thing. Um, with like my college roommates, some of them had like really poor habits and like I picked those up and I was like, Oh yeah, like this is okay. You know? Um, and then I think especially in our young, like, years from 18 to 22, even, like, 25, we're still developing our brain and how, you know, 
trying to figure out life. And then also like food is just a huge factor of life. Like it's so social, like every, like it's, it's everything. We go to food when we're like feeling happy or sad or, you know, celebrating, you know, whatever it is. So it's always around. Um, and sometimes when we don't feel like we have control of anything, like that's the one thing we can have control of. (laughs) Then it can just like consume our life. And like you said, like if, like if that's the only thing we can control, like sometimes that's like the best thing that we choose to like only look at. And then I feel like in the blink of an eye, it can get really bad, like really quickly. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I personally dealt with so many like disordered eating and just all these things of like, I would, it's crazy looking back on it. I would literally make a whole plate of food and then I would look at it and I'm like, I'm sick of this. And I'd throw it out. Yeah. Like it's, the mind is wild and just how much of it can control our life in terms of, and like, I think rebuilding that relationship with food is so hard. I think, um, you kind of mentioned that, do you still deal with things today that you like battle with? So, um, unfortunately my whole entire 2019 year, um, I struggled with an eating disorder and it wasn't like, I didn't get like incredibly skinny or anything. I actually gained I probably weighed the most I've ever weighed, which I wasn't even like that heavy, but to me in the mirror, I was like, holy crap, I'm obese. Then I let it kind of overtake me mentally, like push a lot of friends away, like family, all that stuff. And I go to therapy. Um, Oh, Oh, sorry. It just cut out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Will you go back to like, so you push away friends and family. What happened after that? So I pushed away my friends and family and it kind of just overtook me mentally. And, mm. um, even to today, I, um, am seeing like a therapist weekly cause I have to continue to like retrain myself to not look at food as a number, but as like fueling myself because I still struggle with it. It's so hard. Um, yeah, yeah food is, is at one point I was like terrified of food. I would like limit my food. I would try to not eat. My hunger cues went away. I stopped like feeling hungry. And then all of a sudden I would just get so hungry. I would eat like the first thing in my fridge. And it would literally be like, if I opened up my pantry and it was like a piece of bread, I would be like, yes, this looks delicious. And like a piece of bread, like that's not appetizing, you know? I just turned into like animalistic. Like I was just like anything I can like consume. So it was like zero to 100 every single day. And um, my body was in survival mode. I gained a lot of weight cause my body would hold on to that stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a lot, um, to handle. It was interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's so, it's hard to handle. And, um, thank you so much for sharing. I think, and being so open about going to therapy and cause I think far too often do we think we have to handle it ourselves when, yeah it's so it's it's hard to reach out and ask for help but more often than not especially when we're in our young 20s like asking for help can be some of like the best thing that you can ever do for yourself like I ask for help in every aspect of my life like shout out to Judith my therapist like I see her every week um like um, I just love like having a sounding board of someone who's like a third party, no biased, um, opinion. So not coming from mom or dad, not coming from friends. Cause like usually they're kind of on our same level of consciousness. And so just really being able to have like a third party opinion where we can chat and discuss and kind of get to those 
like root cause issues of like, why am I scared of food or why am I going zero to a hundred with food and just, um, kind of retraining your mind because like, I, I think people don't realize how long it takes to retrain your brain. Um, it's a constant battle. And I think, um, much like anxiety, like every day is different. So like one day it could be feel amazing. And then like the next day it's like, whoa, like this just hit me like a truck and I'm just feeling, you know, like I need to control everything I eat and I, you know, nothing looks appetizing or I just, you know, whatever you may resort to, it can be so different. So I think learning how to like level out the playing field, um, is huge. And oftentimes that can't come from us when we're going through like the depths of it. So like being able to reach out and ask for help is huge. Um, I love that, um, you do that. So thank you so much for sharing. Um, so, okay. Ooh, this is a a good question. So when I was at my skinniest, I, maybe like I weighed 123 pounds. I've never weighed that in my life. Um, I looked sick and just ill, but I kept getting all of these compliments of like, Oh, you look so good. You're so like, what are you doing? You know, but here I am literally starving myself to get there. Um, how do you deal with that when like, you know, maybe society is giving you compliments, but you know, on the inside, like you weren't necessarily healthy or feeling your best. Yeah. So this is actually something I had talked to my therapist last week about because this is, I've finally gotten to a point where my metabolism's back and I'm like finally at like a weight where my body's like happy. So I like talk to her and I'm like, I feel like guilty for like liking what I look like because even when I was like dieting and like at one point I got to a point where I was like, wow, like I look skinnier. Like I kind of like this, but deep down I was like so unhappy. I was like, like restricting, binging, like all this weird stuff. I, I just like absolutely like was so unhappy and those compliments are so reassuring, but it's like, I go home and I'm like so empty, but it was really hard to deal with because it's just like so contradicting. It's like, okay, like I'm happy. Um, people are telling me I'm pretty and my body looks good. And then I go home and I'm like, okay, this is not the issue anymore. Like I started to realize like food wasn't the issue. It was like my mental state. Like I didn't get happier. I didn't like feel better. Like I still was like insecure. I was insecure even when I felt pretty, like it was so ridiculous. Like even today I'm like, I feel so weird. So it's like, I finally have experienced that weight loss does not make you happier. It might make you more confident, but it does not fix anything. (laughs) And I, it didn't hit me until I literally saw the number on the scale and I was like, I was like shaking. I was like, whoa, I, I know I'm so sick. And like, I just, it finally hit me then. And like, I just, I still wasn't healthy and I didn't like, it's on the inside. Everything happens on the inside before like you love what's on the outside. I think, um, cause like you can lose all the weight. Um, like I probably felt just when I was over 200 pounds, I felt the same as when I was 123 pounds. Yeah. So, it's, it's all from within. Um, so what are, I guess maybe what are some tips and tricks of like, how do you cultivate some good, um, like healthy body image or like good, like positive self-talk when you get maybe in those like states, do you have anything that you like always fall back to? Well, I always have to remind myself, um, today, I mean, in terms of food, cause food and body image for me, 
specifically for me go hand in hand yeah sometimes I wake up bloated and I feel like oh like I can't eat breakfast and so I keep have to I keep having to remind myself like um to always like eat breakfast in the morning that kind of stuff um but in terms of like reassuring yourself in terms of body image um I mean it's hard because if someone was if I was listening to this podcast two years ago and they were like oh like love has to come from within it's like that's such crap like yeah you don't believe it it seems like an Instagram post and I think I started to realize like my life is not an Instagram post it's like super real like I can't BS this anymore I have to get over this and it's it's hurting me mentally to the point where I'm like losing sleep like I'm just like mentally unhappy and I'm like I can't keep relying on food and body image to make me happy anymore so for me, I just always have to remind myself of like three things that make me happy each day, not associated to my body. Yeah. Um, but I also give myself a lot of affirmations in the mirror. Um, some days it's really hard because yeah. I look at myself and I'm like, okay, I don't necessarily love what I see, but I have to remind myself like body is like doing so much, all the crap I put it through eating disorder, um, like all this crazy stuff mentally, just like draining it. And my body's still like, all right, what's next? Like, let's go. Like I can do this for you. So I have to like, look at it sometimes and be like, all right, I got to do this for you. (laughs) So it's like, it has to be a two way street. It's, and I am being so honest. It is not easy and I still haven't gotten there, but it's starting to feel very, very worth it. Cause I'm like getting, I'm getting there. I'm like on the path, but I'm starving. Like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to make change. Um, so, but like once you start to feel it click, you're like, Oh, like this is what it should feel like. Um, I love that you say affirmations in front of the mirror. That is one of the hardest things that you can ever do. Um, (laughs) cause a lot of people can't ever look at themselves in the mirror and like, like I tell myself that I love myself and look myself in the mirror every single day. Like it's so hard for honestly, when I first started doing this, I would be like, not looking like looking up to the side and I'm like, when I open, I'm like, yeah, you do. I'm like, but you don't believe it. (laughs) Um, and so it takes practice, but just like anything, like it takes practice to get like really good at disordered eating. It takes practice to like untrain those patterns. It takes practice to get good at volleyball. Like I think, I like to look at life as just one big practice. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it gives you, it allows you room to like slip up and mess up, but it also allows you to room to grow. So I think that's super powerful. I love that you're doing that. Um, Yeah. Cause like all this like mental stuff, it totally takes a toll on you, but I think working on it every day, um, do you do these, do these things like mostly every day? Yeah, I try to. Um, yeah. Just started again, writing down three things that like make me happy because sometimes I just go through a day and I'm like, that day sucked. And then I have to like remember the smallest thing of even like alone time or yeah. even like the weather being nice or the weather being cold. I'm like, yeah. I need to appreciate that. And it's yeah. something that I get lazy with. So I'm not going to say I'm like perfect at it. Yeah. Um, but no, I definitely did the same thing as you. I would like look at, I would avoid mirrors. Like all last year, avoid I them. avoided, I avoided yep. it. I didn't want to believe that I was gaining weight. I was like, nope, that's not me. And yeah, finally, that's some other girl. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this last weekend, I was with a bunch of girls in a bathing suit. Mm-hmm. Like all, every girl, beautiful. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I saw pictures. They're gorgeous. It, it, that was Everyone the was. time that I was like in 
a group of girls that were like tiny, frail, fit, cute. And I was like, I freaking love my body and I'm happy to look like how I do. And it was, it's a lot. It's really hard because it's like comparing your body is just so, it's so instant. Like, it's, yeah, instant. Every single day. I do it on Instagram every single day. So literally instant. <laughs> it's instant. And I think also it's hard to realize that your body shape changes on based on what kind of um, either sport you play um, or like, or what your body's doing for you. So like, um, like as a volleyball player, you have like really strong legs and like shoulders and things like that. So like you are like, like built, like it's not fun to be a girl who has like muscular shoulders because like no tops fit you zero. Like, <laughs> like they're so stretched out. It's just, it's not fun because you don't even feel like you can be like in air quotes, a girl because right. none of the quotes like or none of the quotes, none of the clothes like fit you or like, or your arms are like really tight in all the shirts and things yeah. like that because like you have biceps because you're like, using them right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. No, but it was funny. One of the girls, like we were walking around and she was like, Molly, you're just like one big muscle. And like, I might have taken that differently, uh, like a few months ago. Cause it's like, in my mind, I'm like, you think I'm bulky. Like it just goes straight there. She yeah. Say it, but yeah. To me, I was like, yeah, I am. I've worked damn hard to be this way. Like, this is what I work for. And yes. even if, like, you don't – I mean, this isn't just for, like, people who don't work out. Like, I don't know. It's just being okay with what you look like in the yeah. moment that you are because I. it's so hard to, like, love yourself where you are. Even if you don't mm. necessarily, like, want to look how you look, it's, like, you still have to, like, be grateful that you're getting there or you're going to be there. Maybe you fell back a little bit and you still have to appreciate that too, yeah. you know? Yeah. 100%. Um, I couldn't agree more. I think it's hard to like love yourself where you're at. Um, because it's like, sometimes once again, coming back to the mirror, it's hard to see what you see in the mirror, um, and love that, but also knowing like you can love yourself in, on the way to like working towards your air quote dream body or whatever that looks like. Um, and usually when you love yourself throughout the process, I feel like you get there so much quicker versus being so negative or like starving or restricting and doing all these things where your body goes into like survival mode and is like, mm, actually, we're just going to hold on to everything. So like no changes for you. It's crazy too. Um, something else I noticed this weekend, I was like super aware, but, um, when you are whatever size you are and you love it, it is so obvious. There was this woman, beautiful, just like beautiful, gorgeous, this, this thick woman. And she was rocking a bikini and uh, just enjoying her life. Like just super happy, outgoing, like totally like loved herself and I just was like I want to be around you like I want to be <laughs> I want to be like yeah. on that side of the pool like she looked like so confident and like if I had that body I would struggle maybe because like of everything I've been through but it was like it just like opened my eyes because I was like she loves herself where she's at right now and regardless of what size you are and I was yeah. like I need that and I want to be that so it's just like when you're loving yourself where you're at, you like attract people. Like you want mm. like people like flock to you. So yeah. vice versa, like you kind of feel like a little bit unconfident. Like people pick up on it, and like yeah. maybe people are like, "What am I walking into?" You know. So yeah. Whoa. Like attracts like. Literally, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, you bring up a really great um point about size. Like, 
I think sometimes shopping for women can be really difficult because size ranges from like, you know, two to like 20 or whatever. Um, and we get so caught up in what a size means to us. And then we put on the clothes, we go out in public and like literally how many people see our, like our size tag, like no literally one. no one. Um, so it's so, it's so crazy that we get so caught up in like maybe the dressing room or pulling whatever size we think we are. Um, when in reality, like we are the only ones who know about that. So why don't we just like grab the size we need, like find what fits you like now versus what you're trying to fit into. It's crazy. So <laughs> when I was a little bit heavier, I was like wearing gigantic clothing, like over the top. And I was just like hiding myself in it. And I like wish I could go back and like accentuate my body. Like I wish I could go back and like love everything because I just remember like hiding I remember that whole season I was wearing leggings and a t-shirt so I was like so embarrassed and looking back I was like what there was nothing wrong with me like mm -hmm. maybe I was a little thicker but I was still beautiful and like yeah. vice versa for, for anyone and yeah. so it's just it's so it is not easy yeah we keep saying that but it's just not <laughs> yeah it's crazy that you say that because literally my entire time like high school through um college like all I would wear sweatshirts and leggings yeah you know how damn hot it is in Arizona come <laughs> April <laughs> and I'm still in a hoodie I'm like mm -mm. Oh I'm hiding well because I was so insecure I would just be yeah. hiding um and so obviously you gotta wear the black ones so you don't see the sweat because you yeah. know I'm dying <laughs> A whole, it's like a whole thing that people don't know about that you go through in your mind you're like all right the color to hide this but I also am hiding your body like it's yeah just exhausting and like for me if I looked at you in a sweatshirt that's black I'd be like she's wearing a sweatshirt that's black but it's like you're in your mind you're like boom 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 checking off all this stuff and it's like you could have just woke up and been like black sweatshirt or like gray sweatshirt you know so it's just yeah. like unneeded like extra like nonsense yes you said exhausting that's yeah. totally the word for it oh my gosh um that's because we we're like i get so caught up in like just everything about myself i'm like oh my god i wasn't even present through throughout the day it's so wild yes and you just sit there and you're like they know they know they know <laughs> like they don't know anything woman <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, I love this. Um, it's crazy because at one point we wouldn't have been able to laugh about these things. I know. That's, that's when you know we're making that real progress. Oh, and I hope that whoever's listening can also like join in and be like, oh, or if they're going through it, kind of just see yeah. it too. Yeah. I never thought that like I would be able to change my habits. Um, like I always thought I would be either like so skinny and have to starve myself. Um to I don't know I just always thought I was stuck in these patterns but I think the best part about being a human is that we can change um and we can always it puts takes a little work but like what doesn't in this life and so I think it's always possible to change your habits and your patterns and your mindset and things like that yeah um so let's let's talk about your blog where can we find you um to connect on your blog and read all of your amazing posts because you have I don't know how many you have at, out now but every time I read them I'm just like holy crap you're speaking to my soul you just ripped out the words from my mouth and you put them on this gorgeous page Aww. um 
Um, yeah, so my website for my blog solely is called mollyturnerbodyblog.com. Um, I have an Instagram for it. It's just Molly's Body Blog. Um, so yeah, both of those, um, I pretty much post like kind of like twice a week on the Instagram cool. and I try to do two blog posts a week, but I don't want to be like annoying and like shoving in people's faces. So I kind of want to annoying anyone. And if I'm feeling like it and I'm like having this moment of like, I want people to know how I feel and I want to help someone, then it'll be two posts a week. <laughs> Love that. Um, what started, like, what was the inspo behind starting this, um, your blog? Oh, wow. So I remember starting a blog when I graduated because like someone was like, dude, you're living this cool life and you think it's normal. Like you should write about it. So I started off like talking about my professional career and like moving out here and like starting with five jobs. And now I have like a job and like all this stuff. So it's like my, my life like increased in like a cool way. But then after a while I was like, I just don't feel like this is helping. I feel like I'm just like speaking about myself and it feels super selfish and I'm not helping anyone. And so it kind of got boring and it lost like fulfillment. And then all of a sudden, like I was, I just remember going through some crap and feeling like super alone in a very dark place. And I love writing. And my mm-hmm. therapist was just like, why don't you just get it out on paper? And I was like, okay. So I got it out all on paper and I started like tweaking it as if like someone else was going to read it. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not the only person going through this crap. Like, I want people to know that like, this is okay. And so I put it online and it got the most views I've had like on it. And it's not that many. Cause I also kind of didn't put it out there too much because I was super scared. Yeah. It's so it was, like almost I think, like 400 people saw it and everyone was like, thank you for being so honest. And I was like mm-hmm. super uncomfortable every time someone would comment. Cause I was like, thanks. Like yeah. I feel weird for being praised for this. And then kind of just took off and now I'm like, let's go <laughs> off to the races. I yeah. love it. Um, I think it's the vulnerability of like, you're speaking on what everyone else is thinking. Um, I think that's the stuff that really tugs on people's heartstrings. Cause like you said, we're not alone when we're going through this. Like so many people have struggled with body image issues. Yeah. Um, so I'm so glad that you're writing about it. Your writing is amazing. Um, I'll have to come take lessons from you. I'm like, teach me your ways. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, cool. Did I, I'll be sure to link everything in the show notes so we can find you, um, and subscribe to your blog and, and Instagram and all the things. Um, did I miss anything that you want to add in? I don't think so. I think you hit everything like on the dot. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Well, I'm so glad that we did this. Thank you so much for sharing everything. Yeah, this was such a fun conversation. I'm so glad we did this. I hope a lot of people take, um, get a bunch of value out of it. I think they will. Um, and know that it is possible to change whatever, you know, state that they're in and love their body in the process. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Of course. Thank you for listening to the Allie McGee podcast. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at AllieMcGee.com and follow me on Instagram at AllieMcGee underscore.